What's up, everyone out there, and welcome back to Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets. It's the mix, powered by Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market, the Daily Fantasy app, where we actually make money for being sharp. Yeah! Download that bad boy for free. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match the first hundred bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. Who am I? I'm your host, the big dude with the big mouth from the big apple, big Johnny Stud. That's John Legaza to my friends, which we're all now. Check me out on the Bird app at John Legaza. Same on Patreon. All right, everybody, this is the craziest show absolutely anywhere when it comes to the NFL. We're doing it all, all the nuance and the context. You could stomach with me doing the micro machine thing, man. I'm telling you, nobody fitting more information in a single show than this. We're using Run the Sims projections to get you the highest projected players on the slate at every position. Then we're going to do a little cost analysis. That's our penny stocks. But man, let's just dive up into the thing. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. And if I deserve it, at the end on YouTube, you could jam a cartoon finger right up inside your big old host. Man, enough of that. We need more of this. The fastest show in NFL. Absolutely anywhere. Like I said, let's do it. It's your blue chip segment brought to you by Jock Market. Again, we're using Run to Sims projections. And if you're audio-only, we're coming up with some schnazzy graphics that have all this stuff so you can refer to it. We've gotten some pretty cool feedback on it. Speaking of feedback, thank you very much. Taking your time to reach back out to us means the absolute world. It really does. So that's why I'm out here working so very hard for you, the Corks, that's crew. Let's do it. The quarterback, signal callers, shot callers are at the very top. No surprise. It's Josh Allen, 26.8 projection at the Jets. Then we get a tier drop down to the rest of the field, the next three, and then a tier drop down again. We'd never want to overreact, not to beat the dead horse, the single point projections here, but we want to look more at the separation, the disparity. Then we'll get into ownership when it comes to jock market. You got to look at those IPOs. Cost is really at the center of jock market. Remember, when you're aiming for the top of the board, you really want to keep that cost in mind. Some of these players like Allen, he could get up over $12. I know it sounds great to have Josh Allen but in a 200-player field, you can't look for a 2-to-1 return to be the top player overall, right? So there's a little bit of difference between jock market and those 19 parlays that you get in conventional DFS. Kyler Murray projected for 23.5, Burrow for 22, and Herbert as well at 22. Mixed bag there. Seattle's defense getting a little bit better every week. But so is the Arizona offense, although it's been more of a chuck, chuck, chuck to DeAndre Hopkins. But hey, man, when you got the guy catching the ball with one finger, he's going to make the QB look pretty good. Bengals making me worried. Carolina getting up off the mat. And we know the Bengals, man, they've had injuries on the O-line and then losing Jamar Chase. It's been a bit of a mess there because of the shotgun hyper usage we've mentioned throughout the year on the show. Again, thanks for everybody that's been sticking around with us. I know you know some of these showdown slates are kind of trashy, but really do appreciate everybody that's hanging around for the weekend as well. So issues throughout the quarterback there. So there's a spot that maybe you do want to get with Allen, Herbert. Again, the charges are just totally damaged. This one is the movable force against a stoppable object. Because the Chargers are so hurt, we love the offensive pieces coming into the season, but now it's no Williams, and it's no Keenan Allen. It's really tough. I mean, Josh Palmer is not a one. What are we going to get from DeAndre Carter? It sounds like he really could be a good value play. He's somebody I'll certainly have circled, but it's not a blue-chip play, and if that's a guy you're relying on to get Herbert to the finish line, is he really going to be the top overall scorer? So again, I don't mind pushing up against projections. I know they're smarter than I am, but you do have to pick your spots to say, no, yay, or nay. And then it's wrapped up with Geno Smith against Arizona. Again, the Arizona defense has been 
improving as of late. Any stats that I drop for you unless otherwise it's last four, everybody. That's what I've been focusing on, doing some testing and finding. I think those are a bit more accurate. Again, it kind of makes sense. Teams are progressing or regressing with injuries and stuff and just trajectories, I think, are more important than the season-long stats. Get you in trouble. The Arizona defense that I mentioned, I do have it right here at the top. It's it's not been as bad as those season-long stats might say. They've been one of the teams incorporating a lot of that too high, right? Those too high shells, keeping everything in front of them. The Seattle defense predicated on running. You could see a bit of that. The Cardinal defense against a run is really just middle of the pack. we got to fly through this, man. Like I said, so much work to do and just not nearly enough time to do it. So for blue chips, it's probably Allen by a mile. I know I like some other value QBs. Hopefully we'll get into those if we have a second for Running backs, top of the world, it's Austin Eckler. See, now this is a projection I could sink my teeth into because it's what we've seen from the Chargers. Now, all they do is dump, 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 and, you know, Eckler's on pace for 5,000 receptions against a very weak Atlanta defense. I'm really interested to see what's going on. Everybody has been able to pass against Atlanta, but now I don't know if you could say, ooh, even Carolina did. Carolina looks like they could be just viable. Again, they're not great, but just viable. I'm working our way down. It's Travis Etienne. He's looked excellent as of late against the Raiders. They're extremely leaky, but I don't know. Everybody's on waiting for this Trevor Lawrence, you know, takeoff that I was waiting for as well. I thought we were getting sniffs of it in the beginning of the year. He just has to be better in the red zone. You can't be that bad. And I know, it's, well, if you remove the red zone, well, if you just take away the most critical part of the game for a player that needs to be thinking critically, I mean, we just got to be careful doing that. So I like the Jaguars, and I do think ATM will be great. I'm a bit worried about the Jaguars in general. Aaron Jones showed us what he could do. Maybe the Packers will keep giving their best player the ball. It's a very bad Detroit line defense. I'd rather be in that spot with Aaron Jones projecting for 20 points. Sorry, ATM was 21. Eckler, 20. 26, right? We mentioned those tiers. So to that point, right, ATN 21, Jones 20 and a half, Mixon 19.3, Jacobs 19. Those are all essentially the same. Make sure that you're focusing on the player that you like the most, right? I think that really makes enough sense. Again, more movable objects and stoppable forces. Packers offense been trash Ola, Basora times two against the Lions defense, which is probably objectively like the worst defense in the league. Yeah, it certainly is. Last four games, 28 points per game, 390 yards, six and a half yards per play. Those are all bottom three. I mean, allowing opponents to score 54% of drives. It's bottom three, minus 43 EPA per drop back, and a 121 opposing passer rating allowed. That's with the air on the ground, 141 yards and 31 attempts for and 0.6 yards per carry for the running backs against um, Detroit. So they're objectively terrible. Carolina has been a bit better mixing, making me worried about the Bengals offense. I think that's a spot I might want to fade. If people are seeing Bengals at the top of the projections, that will inherently suck in ownership and I'm going to get away from it. I will have to show it to me first. I liked it with Chase, but I think to run that pure shotgun offense, high speed, reading from the quarterback, taking advantage of the cerebral elements of Burroughs game, which I fully encourage if you have the working pieces what we didn't see from Mixon that I thought would night against a very bad Morris Texans was more creative running from the shotgun, and that we didn't see. So if we're not going to get that, we are getting a lot of dump-offs. Mixon has some PPR value, but I'm worried about the ceiling game against Carolina. And then Jacobs has been great. He wasn't going to get 190 yards on every single game. So this is probably a good get-right spot for him, I think, as far as ownership goes, because the Jacksonville defense is pretty good. Uh, particularly against the run, they've been very good. Only 120 yards per game. A team stat, 4.3 yards per attempt. That's all really good. Jacksonville 
front seven's pretty strong. Not really where I wanted to go, but again, the usage that Jacob is getting is just like flat out absurd. Wide out, it's Cooper Cup back at the top against Tampa Bay. It's so funny. There's like, I think there might be only two or three games at four o'clock. The NFL does this stuff on purpose to get the entire world to watch the Rams and the Buccaneers. Well, you got to be careful year over year, people. The schedule maker there, hopefully, you know, they learned a lesson. You got to be careful because right now that game is not nearly what we thought. The quarterbacks look trash because the offensive lines have not been good. Too many injuries on both sides of the ball. They'll cup always a, you know, pop to be the top receiver, but again, back to the tiers, uh, and which I think it should be the prevailing point here when we're trying to parse through the best players. Again, good players do good things. Then we go to the projections. Cup, 21.5. DeAndre Hopkins, 21.3. Higgins, 20.8. Diggs, 20.3. Down the hill at 19, which is funny. Hill, I think, I don't know, Tyreek Hill gets out of bed with a median 24 projection in my system, but... The point being, all of them extremely, extremely close. So even if you wanted to say, by percentage, the two and a half points that separate Hill and Cup put them in a different tier, fine, I will hear that. The Chicago Bear defense has not been that good against the past. Minus five... 0.7 EPA per snap against a rush. They've been bad, which is bringing defenses, allowing them to rush less. People have not had to stack the box against it back in. It's, it's not been great for them. The pass defense is allowing a lot. Again, they're running a ton of that sh- um, too high. Also, I have the Bears at 24% too high shell coverage in the last four games. What that does is probably what you think allowing the very high completion percentage, right? These things are all very good, and it's allowed the negative EPA per drop back against. So it's I mean, really, this is kind of the evolution now. But the way that, let's see, how is that countered, again, is, but Tyreek Hill is so awesome. The speed, again, what they pair him with, with Waddle. And, again, not to get too far into the weeds with X's and O's, but I do want to add an element of X's and O's to this with analysis and projection, DFS, jock market, and the like, trying to do everything. They don't call me the one-man band for nothing, is... The speed that he'll allow, right? Hill, his crazy speed, track star style, same for Waddle, allows them to penetrate different parts of zones that actually creates switching. And it's a problem that you see in basketball, which is a game predicated on switching, and that becomes an issue. So football, that's not really... That is the ultimate confusion of football. I mean, do you want to see when guys are yelling at each other? It's at these overlaps. If you think of it in either two pieces, right, split down the middle, or three pieces, when you get the crossover, or, see, Hill is the guy, the reason I say three pieces is, Hill can go from one to three on a drag. That, it creates, just, and he outpaces everybody, even, you just can't keep up with him. He's ridiculously good. So, again, I think Chicago is too high style against the Miami Dolphin style is Miami by a million. I don't know why Hill is not protected for higher. So uh, that's my reason for pushing up against it. I didn't want to have people see that I'm going for Hill opposed to other guys. I like the bottom two guys here. Give me Diggs and Hills as far as the blue chips go because Diggs, it would be an ownership thing. People are getting away from Diggs because the Jets' defense has been good. I just, I which I do agree, I just, I, I like Diggs for the talent plus the ownership Jock market's going to depend on the IPO. That I don't, I don't fade ownership with my cash in jock market. I want to be very clear. I'll do that stuff for DFS, right? I'll get cute in DFS, and jock market is more solidified, right? I really want to make sure if I'm paying up that I have a really great chance at it. Diggs going to be profitable, but I don't know if he has the top end because again, the Jets' pasty has been very, very good. 
Um, I got me could be something here. Yeah, Jets pasty. Very, very good last month. 296 yards per game. That's top five. 4.2 yards per play. That's top five. 25 yards per drive. Top five. 0.20 oh, EPA per snap. Top five. 0.23 EPA per drop back against the pass. Top five, allowing a 70 passer rating, right opposing passer rating for 189 yards a game. Sub 60% completion per percentage against the Jets last four. So that's why people are getting away from Diggs. But again, Diggs and Allen's greater than, greater than selling the world. Tight ends, who cares? It's Everett, Ertz, and Higby all projecting between 11 and 12. None of the really good tight ends on the slate. And that's why we like jock market so much. You don't have to play them. I think I saw the IPOs and they're all high, right? So if... We never want to automatically eliminate any players because any player may profit depending on the price, right? Again, why jock market is better than conventional DFS because you have to think what I said at the outset. We don't just, it's not just cutesy stuff, right? It's the truth. IPO over everything, cost dominating everything, which is why DraftKings kind of serves things up on a platter for you. Here are the pricing. If you have a projection, you could do a rate stat. Here we go. We're going to do that value exercise in a second. But when it comes to jock market, you don't have that piece of given information, and that's why you have to think. So if a guy like Everett, Ertz, or Higby, right, are at, let's say, $5 or below, then I think they're worthy of a share. But if I think they're projected for over 6 and the projections tend to come in a little bit low, there's a little bit of irrational exuberance at the close there. So you can see why I get away from tight ends in JM, the high end tight ends. I'd much prefer the, you know, crappy tight ends. That might be a buck 25 with a four for 40 could double or triple up. Again, that's how you make money in jock market, really. So if I was going for a top end, I would look to pair, right? So if you are going with Herbert, I don't like him. I go with Everett. If you are going with Murray, you're not crazy about it. I go with Ertz. And if you are going with, um, Stafford, I go with Higby, but I really don't like... Those are the teams... Those are the top teams I'm fading, so you can see tight ends. I'm not going to be on that, guys. Boom! That's your blue chip section. Hopefully, we, you know, you learn something and pick something up maybe that you could use. Even going forward, this is really the stuff that we're all about. You know, the engagement, the interaction, and really trying to... Really trying to give back. You know, I, that's why... The, if you just want the projections, they're there for you. I don't blame you if you got a lot to do. But for the people that really care about advancing and then, again, applying this stuff into the real world... Following the show is going to be, could make you a stock trader. I mean, that's what a lot of this stuff is for. I've been paid for these kind of consultations before in my past. So, all right, that'll do it for the blue chip section. The ball is firmly past the halfway point. Let's get it up into the red zone and score the rock with our penny stock section. But first, let the big man take a big breath because this ain't easy. All righty, we are up in the red zone. Let's score the rock. It's a second pillar of profit here. Penny stocks brought to you by Jock Market Cost Analysis, people. There is more information on this one image than you get in full hour shows with three people going back and forth. So that's what this is all about. It means a lot to me. This is the preeminent Jock Market Show. Make sure you download the app. And use the promo code MMN. That first hundred bucks, this is where you want to be. I never lie, never mislead anybody. I always tell you on every showdown slate, it's not the best place to use the promo. The best place to use the promo is on the main slate where you have IPOs like the ones we see on this board below four and five dollars. $6 with players that have a chance to go all the way. That's where you want to be. That's how you make money at the start. Grinding, grinding, grinding. Think of that little yodeler from Prices Right. <laughs> until he falls off the map with his goat. So I got the top two QBs, three running backs, five wideouts and tight end from a cost per point lens, which again, I provided for you. We're trying to really cover that Venn diagram overlap between conventional DFS and jock market because it, it, it's awesome. You know, I, I think 
knowing where to put the pieces has been really beneficial to me. I just missed one of those winner take all that I talk about. I again, you know, that's where I've been in DFS. You'll find me there. They have a nine dollar game with against one hundred and thirty people. Winner gets a thousand bucks. Winner take all. And I think I finished second or third. Ah, I had like a two oh six. You know, two oh six, two hundred is a really great spot. So the work we're doing here is mattering. And again, jock market is just where it's at. So the value quarterbacks, I alluded to them before, it's Trevor Lawrence. The other one is Taylor Heineke. Now check this out where DK and jock market differentiate. So the projections are very similar around 18. The salary is very similar, 5.2 to 5.4, the same. Giving us a, I mean, almost a identical cost per point at 290. Let's keep that number in mind. If you're looking at the entire board here, there's not a single number above 400. That's our magic number on the main slate. The true magic number is 250. Idea being, if you find a median projection at 250, you're going to score 200 as a median. Right? You want to shoot the moon in tournaments. That's what it's all about in DFS winning. Over to the ownership, right? So it's nose to nose. Lawrence at seven. Excellent. Heineke at one. Wow, that was really jumping off the page for me. But it that does not reflect in the IPOs. Trevor Lawrence projected for a $7 IPO. Heineke for six. So again, Heineke, <clears throat> excuse me, has a, I mean, just orders of magnitude, leverage, higher leverage in DK. So you would want to go with Heineke in DK, maybe not so much in jock market, because again, you're paying up the premium and it's not reflected in the ownership. So I think that's a really good way to see like who to maybe go for and not, can I do some Minnesota defense really quick? Um, let's do Minnesota defense really quick. Why do people like Heineke so much? Last month, Minnesota def- um, the Minnesota defense has been very tough against the run there. I guess the idea is they're turning into a bit of a pass funnel. Rush defense has been great. They do have a negative EPA per drop back, 37 attempts, 25 completions for 292 yards, 68% completion percentage, 12 and a half yards per reception. Well, that's the killer right there, 97 opposer passer rating. So that's what people are chasing. Man, I don't know if I want to go there. I don't really like I don't really like the commanders. But in I could see again, if I were going to play, I'll play it in DFS at 1% ownership. I'm not paying $6 for Tyler Heineke. Thanks, but no thanks. Running backs we go. Travis ATN. Now here is a really good tip, something we've picked up as the show's progressed throughout the year. Again, thank you so much to everybody that hangs out with us. When you rate right now, the good the good ones out there already smashed that like button. You did the rate review and subscribe thing, and the truest, truest OGs, Capos in the OG. Cork Stats crew have given us the five-star review. I know there's a couple of those out there, and like that's the kind of thing that will get the show picked up next year. So if you're into that stuff, helping people that help you, people who need people are the luckiest people, right? Well, let's get lucky. ATN, and the lesson we've learned is when a player pops up on both the blue chip and the penny stock section, you, you go with it, right? Don't be stubborn. So give me ATN all the way. I'm, I'm, that's where I've outsmarted myself. And I have said that and then not been consistent and follow through. And I have been burned. So I'm going to be playing anybody that pops up on both of these lists. So give me Travis ATN, 21 point projection, 6.3 salary, 300 cost per point. We know he's a big play threat. 24% ownership is pretty high. So where you might want to leave that alone in DFS, he's chalky. A 724 IP is wonderful. I mean, you see, there's a difference. Perfect example of how we why we walk you through all this stuff to Austin Eckler and Joe Mixon, both with nice fat projections. Eckler again at the top. We cover these running backs. Here is the lesson for the running backs. Here is cheap does not necessarily equal value. What do we mean? Mixon, 19 point projection, 6.5 salary equals 336. Austin Eckler, 
26 point projection, 8.8 salary equals 335. I mean, we, you really can't get involved with dollars. In fact, I could probably eliminate the cents, but it looks cool. Idea being cheap, again, not necessarily value. Value is a rate stat, it has to be tied to outputs. So in this case, because I'm more worried about the mixin, give me the Eckler, it has the lower ownership in DFS. So for me, it's Eckler in DFS, probably Eckler for like reception props. But $9 IPO for Eckler? No thanks, I'd rather have the 670 Joe Mixon. So again, why? how this show maybe stands out from the rest, because I think we get more blanket uh, player projections take play him but it's not that easy like if we're if we're going to be playing different games there's not a one-to-one perfect overlap there is a venn diagram like i mentioned all right we got to do the wide receivers because i am up against it as far as time goes I mean, you just can't do more with less it's zay jones how did you find he continually finds his way in here to disappoint though i think he's actually been profitable seven and a half point projection 4.1 salary there's that 336 single digit ownership three dollar ipo that's where you like zay jones a t higgins 9.6, 7.3, 3.50, and 12. I've got to come up with that. Wow, if you say that kind of slash to me, you know it'll be good. Sorry about that. But the single-digit projection, I feel like I have that wrong, but it's it's definitely possible. I, I feel like I have that. I feel like I have that wrong. Um, My goodness, can I... Sorry if the filibuster would have been stuff. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that projection is wrong. I'm sorry. It should be 20. I, I didn't copy and paste that correctly so his his number t higgins numbers are off so i have to apologize i will put a corrected graphic out. i'm so sorry about that um so the wide receiver project projection i must have not scraped that column so higgins hopkins samuel and palmer then the names are correct I, I i know for a fact i drew i drew it up properly i just didn't get it's the one point just the points are off people like i said if you go on twitter i will correct it sorry about that i really am sorry I, I tend to make one mistake every single day building this mountain of data it's combining different sites and stuff all right enough apologies but it is higgins hopkins samuel and palmer we could do this one quick right they're all tied to the quarterbacks again the names are correct just ignore the projections all the rest of the stuff is right including the ipos these are right i did them by hand it's it's the point projections i, I missed I was going back and forth between my own or the Sims. Then uh, Jock Market provides them. And then I was wondering if there's juiciness in them. I wonder if these are the differences. Anyway, Higgins, I like, but I'm worried. Right? Let's do Carolina defense real quick. We didn't do that. Um, He's going to be the hyper-focus of the offense. We know he's going to be a target hog. So I absolutely think there's there's something there. Carolina passed these pretty good. And they play a lot of zone, which is not great for Burrow without Chase. They want the man coverage, take advantage of it. Panthers have been middle of the pack, 24 completions for 250, 96 pass rating allowed, neutral kind of e- minus EPA per dropback. It's negative, but it's neutral by by the field. So again, with the problems on the offensive line and the problem with the continuity without Chase, we've seen, and if they're and they haven't yet been able to figure out a run game in accordance with that shotgun so that's the Bengals' new problem and until they show it to us i'm gonna get away from it hopkins i really like even as a standalone murray's a bit too expensive for me hopkins at 728 ipo is a guy you could definitely get with and an 11 percent ownership that's awesome so he's a player you can play in both Curtis Samuel, I feel like every time I chase him he doesn't get it done but there are a lot of points expected people are expecting a lot from heineke so 
the 5.2 salary, it, it, you know, it's viable. And so I guess we have to give Samuel the same nod, 6% ownership, 419 IPO. He checks the boxes. So again, this is that's a problem. I like to be very open with you, obviously. these are That's where I get into trouble, where the projections are telling us, yes. And it's cross-checking, right? It's, it's not just projection. It's checked with ownership and it checks with IPO. And that's when I stick my big nose in there and start saying, oh, man, I don't know if I like this. Well... We should be playing Curtis Samuel, and if I'm, you know, if I can find the stones, I will. Josh Palmer, these numbers are off, not because I got them wrong, but because their IPO is not going to stick. So the 10% ownership is not going to stick for Palmer because he's viewed to be the number one wideout. The 381 IPO is also not going to stick. This is according to the site, but sometimes you just have to, um, you know, as the GOAT uh, Leviton would say, right? You got an IKB sometimes. I know better. Just sometimes. You know, not too many times, but just sometimes. So, Josh Palmer, who I like, is going to get blanketed, keep an eye on the IPO. But once his IPO gets to the $657 range and he gets near a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, right, that's a good time to pull the plug. That's another really good probably tip for Jock Market. Sometimes, if you get into this bidding, you remain on the same player window. Again, you can tell I play this stuff. Sometimes. Back out, right, of the tab. And see where that player is relatively. And this, again, where I've got myself in trouble. I do preach being focused on your favorite list. I think it's important to not get distracted by the 200-player field as things are moving so fast. But you do want to know where DeAndre Hopkins is if you start paying up for Palmer. Like, I think that's a good idea. And believe it or not, it'll be a good lodestar for how good I am at projecting IPOs because I think Palmer is going to get over $6. It has it at 381 If you split the difference and Palmer's at 5 bucks, you smash him. Same thing for ownership, but you got to check those late ownership. I think this is going to shift. And then tight ends again. Who cares? Higby, oh, this, that, that was the lesson. That's why he's even on here. Higby's projected IPO is 659. It's the same as T. Higgins. Again, I, the, the IPOs are correct. That's uh, whatever. That's the end of the argument. Higgins is not equal to Higby under any lens. And that happens. People start chasing up players because of projections or they get into this again i mentioned irrational exuberance that's a trading term it's a truth people get into this bidding mentality we see it on ebay a lot of times where they're more worried about winning the bid the auction i should say than getting their price well it's more about getting your price than winning the bid so because we're talking about money right it's not play it's not monopoly money so there's a last lesson for your feathers sticking in and out of the cap if you're picking up what we're putting down please rate review and subscribe to the channel and you know press the like button because I don't know where else you're going to get this stuff, man. I don't know. That's, what I'm, that's all I can do. This stuff is free, and I bust my arse, and now I just need you to press a cartoon finger. Seems like a good deal. So the ball's in the 10. We are goal to go. And uh, let's punch this bad boy in so I can do my dance. Every show now, I've been doing like a little touchdown dance, so let's keep that going on. But first, let me just catch a quick breath. We're going to punch it in with some player props. All right. The big man is resting. I'm ready to punch in the rock. It's your week nine player props brought to you by Jock Market. And all the fine ladies and gentlemen here at the Mayo Media Net. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Say Thanks. Danke schön. Grazie. Grazie mille. Gracias. I actually have some experience. What do you get from living in New York? You get a little bit of, you know, acclimation. So I get your player props up here. Again, I need to be extremely, extremely clear. These are per the projections. I hate misleading people. And now that I become, I don't know what the word is. I don't hate popular or prominent, nothing. My work is, is out there. And I have to be very careful and I like to be very transparent. Especially, with, I feel like the people that watch the show, these are the, the closest to my heart. Right? This is the stuff I really work the hardest on. These graphics and all this stuff. All the scraping, all the data and all everything. I don't want to mislead anybody. I like to be extremely clear. 
My betting tickets are on Patreon. You can follow me. I'm not trying to show you out. It's free. You can check it out. It's free. You know, the CLV betting model, everything is all about. You want to thank, you thank me, thank Patty, you know, it's free. These are the best plays per the projections. I'm essentially looking for players with double-digit disparities between the line and the prop. Okay, so that's what we got here. That's what we're going to get here. We mentioned a few of these players already. It's T. Higgins over 73.5. Travis Etienne over 77.5. Kenneth Walker over 71.5. Aaron Jones over 64.5. So, of course, to Higgins. And again, I'm, I'm really sorry. I botched the, the graphic before. I, 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 will, I will adjust it. We know Higgins, Target Hog, last four games. I know Chase was even in there. 78% of dropbacks he ran a route. You can expect that to be up near in the 90s going forward. 15 team target, 25 team air. Again, expect all those to go because of the wide out, you know, position that he's now going to assume chases. So it's going to be more of a, it's a volume play as much as anything. ATN, again, projected really, really high. He's super explosive. And there's like 30 or 40 yard runs in every single game. I, I, until this one and Walker, the same, even Jones. I guess maybe that's part of the adjustment here as I'm kind of visualizing and verbalizing this stuff. I Generally, if you follow my work, it's usually reception props, right? NFL, the passing league and all this stuff. With the counter that we've seen, my defense is too high shell. I'm oversimplifying, but the too high shell defense, stopping the over-the-top Forcing more underneath is now forcing more power run games, right? Where what do we see teams bringing in running backs? The run is back. If you're going to drop two all the way back, teams are going to take advantage of the mismatches up front. You know, defenses need that player to stop good run games. Jacksonville's been very creative. ATN's ATN's like before contact numbers are just bananas. Although I got some, I have I got cool stuff here for rushing as well. Again, I wish I had a, I wish I had three hours to do to show. I could fill it with just ridiculous amounts of information. So this is the last month. Travis ATN, sixty four and a half percent of snaps, more than half of the rushes, four hundred and twenty seven yards, right, one hundred and six yards per game, three point seven eight yards before contact per rush. 3.9 yards after contact per rush. I mean, the positive EPA per rush, 55% success rate, 17% explosive rush rate. ATN's been phenomenal. That 77 is way too low. Kenneth Walker coming off just a mad game, right? Okay, great. That's where you want to get the boss players. He's been excellent, right? They have Arizona, whose defense has been, I, I know improving, I was covering this. I, I, I think teams are trying to turn them into a pass funnel. I would have to dig a little bit deeper, i got to be honest, because I you see a lot of mixed, mediocre numbers. You mentioned Arizona at the top. So the last four games, Arizona allowing 133 rush yards a game, 4.75 yards per attempt, minus 0.7 rush EPA per snap. Right, Those are all worse than average, but I want to paint it as the worst in the league. Right, Their team's much worse. But this is not like a run-stopping defense. Because of the high shell, they're allowing a lot of underneath completions but I think depending on the squad that's where that run game that I was talking about and again I've, I've verbalized some of the stuff out loud because a lot of the people in the football and analytics community are we're kind of digesting this all at once right how we're seeing this punch and counter punch the stuff we talk about so I think it's it's not so much well the answer to the too high shell is the shotgun something that I say I, I, I was assuming and then asserting I think 
the answer now we're seeing to the two high shell is a more general efficient short attack and then that would get broken into well you could do that through the shotgun with short passes if you have all your weapons see cincinnati or spreading out your weapons and then using a power run game see seattle so that's where we're going with that one give me kenneth walker over 71 and a half and then aaron jones and the Packers are up against Detroit. I mean, Detroit just, it's really, really bad for Detroit. And it's not just the pass game. I mentioned Detroit line defense, minus 15 EPA per snap. 31 attempts is on the ground for 141 yards per game. More than, worse than 4.5 yards per attempt on the ground. They surrender 6.5 yards per play. Detroit's really bad. And the Packers offense is trying to get it going. If they figure it out, well, we didn't bring in a, a, a big wide out. We better just give the ball to our best player. So it's Jones over 64. So to wrap it up, Higgins 73 and a half, ATN 77, Walker 71, Jones 64. And just a last lesson before we get out of here, and then I really have to go before I get in trouble, is you'll see these same names on my betting ticket. But I don't play standard props because the odds are trash. And I don't believe that players barely make a prop. I feel like they either clear it nicely or they don't. And to that point, I don't believe all the props, which are generally set 10 yards above, are priced proportionately for the outcomes. Meaning, if you were to play Higgins, ATN, Walker, and Jones, you need to hit, and you put the same amount on all of them, right? They're all set at the standard DK, whatever. You need to hit three or four to profit. If you hit two or four, you're a loser. You need three or four. So if you need three or four to profit, you might as well just play round robin. It's not any good. It's trash. Again, I'm trying to leave you with stuff that you'll be able to use going forward. If you take all the same, just take the same players and take the alt prop. Right, they're all going to be at plus 140 or better. These are the things you'll find. If you're into that stuff, check me out on Twitter at John Legaza and uh, that lead you right to the Patreon page. And again, I'll walk you through all this stuff. We're, we're up on the season, thankfully. But if you if you catch the, these same players for alt props, or what we said, again, some are even better, like plus 180 and stuff. Now, if you get two of them, you have a sick profit, opposed to needing three and losing. Uh, needing three and barely winning, right? Or having two and losing. I'm sorry, that's probably would have been better. Apples, two apples. Right, so just again, how... This is the largest disparities between the projections. Allow this to lead you to the ticket. I don't want, you know, people to get discouraged, disparaged. If we if they hit, what happened? I hit because I, I know that does happen. So I just really want to be very, very clear. These are the players. I'll be on these guys. Like Higgins, ATN, Walker, and Jones are the, the, the plays. I'm just going about it a bit differently. The old plays are not out yet. You got to wait for those. So. Again, that's just why. So that will do it. Hachi, Machi, Liberace. Is there a show with more information than this? Again, rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Make sure you download the Jock Market app. Use the promo code MMN. And play those cheap players. You know, that's where it's at. Lots and lots of players. In fact, I'd probably say the majority of the players that do the double and triple ups are found at the bottom. The biggest per dollar return will be found at the top. But the highest percentage returns, the concentration of them will be at the bottom. So, you know, short arms, deep pockets, be cheap and be proud of it. Thanks for picking up what we're putting down here at Mayo Media Net. Appreciate you all so much. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. When we're done with the book, enjoy that pay. Everybody, man, 
Love you so, so, so much. Or I would work this, this, this hard. And speaking of which, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, man, don't it? All right, peace. Catch us on the flip side, yo.